Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of From Millennials to Z. My name is André, I'm a Z guy from Portugal and together with Elliot, a millennial guy from France living in Norway, I will be one of your hosts. So tell us Elliot, what will we be the topic that will we be discussing today? Hi everyone, so today we'll be talking about a topic that I believe is super relevant, it's uh, sustainable tourism. But before we, I introduce you our guest and our work, I wanted to make a very small uh, introduction to put everyone into the current context. So uh, let's say that unless you've been sleeping for almost two years, you probably have heard or experienced the corona pandemic. And uh, among all the bad sides, let's say one of the only, I, I don't know if I can say positive side, but that has at least positive effect on the the climate was that our emission were maybe not decreasing but not rising too much and this was uh, especially linked to the fact that people couldn't travel as much as they wanted and uh, i found this information that it actually was quite crazy but uh, the global emission uh, related to tourism is actually almost eight percent and it's mostly due to the plane that we have to take to go to exotic places Uh, but it's also linked to the natural habitat destruction. So, for example, uh, building hotel near the sea where animals used to reproduce, plastic pollution, or even um, the coral, uh, the death of the coral due to the chemical we have in our sunscreen. So, uh, despite this very small break that we had uh, with the corona, uh, we could see that the non-capacity for people to travel could cause a quite long-term effect on the mental health and uh, then it make it clear that traveling is linked with our well-being and it's not something that we can uh, substitute and uh, one funny thing that I noticed during this uh, one year and a half it was the emergence in the social media of this uh, hashtag TBT like hashtag throwback that was really at least in my social media really overused by people that were basically trying to live again their traveling experience that they had in the past and uh, now thankfully with the vaccine we can start planning our trip again but as uh, you probably understood the corona pandemic is uh, closely linked with uh, the climate crisis we are facing right now so we can wonder how we can try to combine uh, traveling again but at the same time respecting na nature so one possible uh, solution or direction at least could be the so-called sustainable tourism but actually what is it uh, sustainable is actually overused and sometimes not necessary to do good for the environment so this is why that for uh, this episode we invited a new guest that is Carmen from the Green Stamp that will be actually sharing her experience as the digital nomad and the co-founder of this uh, very interesting startup. So I really would like to wish welcome to Carmen and if you want to introduce yourself and briefly uh, what is the Green Stamp? Yes, for sure. Uh, first of all, thank you so much for having me here. Really excited to have this conversation with you today. Um, so my name is Carmen and I am indeed one of the co-founders of The Green Stem. And we basically came up with this idea for The Green Stem mid-March 2020. So that was like at the very start of this whole pandemic, uh, worldwide basically. And we figured out that we would like to 
launch a platform for travelers where we have selected for them all the ethical and ecological wildlife projects for them. So for example, in Indonesia, but also in South America. And so that when they would book their next tour, they could look at our platform and instantly know, okay, so this is a wildlife project that works ethically and ecologically. So I could book them. And then you know that you do no harm by visiting and um, yeah, booking your tour with a certain wildlife project. Also, all the wildlife projects that we work with, they donate to local green causes. So that means that um, they help educate local farmers nearby or that they pay locals to pick up plastic from the jungle. Um, so they have all these amazing um, goals behind or besides offering a tour to tourists. Um, but yeah, obviously it was mid-March 2020, so um, Corona made it quite a challenge for us. Um, but yeah, I think over the last two two years or so, we have uh, learned a lot about the topic. So I'm uh, excited for the talk with you right now. Well, as you can you could hear, I don't think we could find uh, a better guest to talk about sustainable tourism than Carmen. <laughs> <laughs> so actually, you already introduced a little bit uh, through uh, the Green Stamp uh, what you were doing, but. Um, as first question, we were wondering, uh, I mean, uh, Andre and I will also try to sh um, bring our perspective, but, you know, if someone has never heard about sustainable tourism, how you could uh, present it, and especially as you already did slightly, you know, with, um, you know, some example with your, the, the green stamp. Yeah. Yeah, so for me, sustainable travel is a way of traveling in where none of the elements are reduced, either in size or in health or um, in any kind of way, basically. So that means that there is a ongoing cycle possible of the travel activity. Okay, and uh, for example, do you have one example with the... You know the, the green stamp one one project or one destination that fulfilled this. Uh, yes, I think one of the um, most impressive projects that we work with is actually also the project that we started the green stamp with. That is a project that teaches local farmers how they can better set up their cattle towards all the wildlife that lives in that area. And in that way, by teaching the local farmers to, for example, have their um, calves, for example, closer to their houses, um, the calves are less likely to be eaten by uh, the jaguars or the other big cats that live there. And so in that way, you can see that um, because before the cattle ranchers would sometimes kill a jaguar once they would have eaten one or two of their cattle. Um, and so now by keeping their cattle more safely, they don't need to kill the jaguar anymore because they don't have a loss in their amounts. So this is a way, um, for me, that's a perfect example because this wildlife project that we work with, his donation goes into this education. So by booking a tour to his ranch, you donate to the education of the local farmers. Okay, and uh, I can ask you the question and maybe to Andre, like, 
So you, you created the green stamp because you obviously felt that um, this this uh, kind of business was missing or maybe only emerging. But how do you see, uh, for example, like uh, the post-corona period, how do you see people uh, are going to travel? Uh, do you think that um, they will try, they will keep traveling the way they used to do mostly uh, before Corona? Or, um, you know, the, the Corona situation, the, the thing about staying at home, maybe having some self-reflection or uh, do you think that there will, there will be a change of trend or sustainable tourism is still something that, you know, uh, will have some, uh, will need some push in order to become more, um, you know, something that is, uh, you know, like the same way that you say, oh, I'm going to eat a burger, like a regular burger, or I'm going to eat vegan. A few years ago, it was very like, you know, people were looking at you weird. And now it's basically you have a vegan option. It's not almost, but in many restaurants. So how is the vision of sustainable tourism? And especially maybe through uh, the millennials and the Z generation. So I can ask you, Carmen, as uh, because you probably <laughs> did all the market research uh, through your your startup. And maybe I can ask you, Andre, that... Uh, It's our little Z guy and uh, uh, is the philosophical and uh, is holistic person that also has probably something really interesting to say about it. <laughs> yes, for sure. So what I would say is that, for example, eating vegan or eating vegetarian is something that um, a lot of people do and a lot of people do Uh, for a longer period of time if not indefinite but we you also see that some people really do this just as an experiment or just like a few times a day or a, sorry a few times a week so that is a trend that i believe to see within um diet for example but for the choice the choose of traveling in a sustainable way that is usually a decision that someone makes for a longer period of time that's not just oh i'm going to travel to i don't know asia for example sustainably but when i go to south america i'll just do whatever uh, i like basically so making the decision to travel sustainably is in my opinion a more long-term decision and commitment and as time goes by more and more people are being reached and are um, being aware of the need and the essence of sustainable travel. So, to my opinion, it can only grow. Yeah, I, I agree with Carmen. I guess um, in terms of sustainable tourism, I guess it's in a, we have to think in a long, longer term, not just to uh, do sustainable touring to one country and then be an hypocrite, uh, I guess, and don't do it like in our day-to-day -day life, some sustainable actions. I think for what I've searched and what I find that sustainable tourism is not just about the environment, but also about uh, cultural and ec economic sustainability. It's, it's like a way that minimizes environmental impact while financially empowering the local communities. So we also think about indigenous people and um, their welfare, uh, their, their talks about um, their country, their, their community and the tourism and ideas that they have to empower their own ways and old ways, I guess. 
but uh, in in terms of you, you touched in terms of diet that can be a way where we improve our sustainability and also our sustainable tourism of course i guess that we have to start as i've been saying in the, the other episodes we have to start by ourselves and and small we have to do small changes in our day-to-day life to be, be be aware of all the things that is going on on the world and be, be aware and to be able to improve our own lives um one of them also uh, of course that can be changing our diet to vegetarian or vegan but i i don't think yeah that's probably a, a bit controversial i don't know but i don't think that the problem is to really to kill and eat animals or whatever um because i i could push some arguments against veganism too but i think the problem is the way that we treat animals and the way that we kill them but if we change that for a more holistic and sustainable uh way of doing uh, and search for um like carmen search for some ranches or farms that do, do that um, in terms of tourism in a more sustainable way in a more um healthier and i don't want to say that gives a more happier life to the animals because it's not really about it but yeah a, mo- a more um a good a good life to animals i, I don't know how to put it because it's sometimes it's really difficult to touch about this topic because as i said it's really controversial in terms of should i uh, take uh, animal life or what 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 right do i have to do it but in the other end you are also taking some uh, plants life if you are vegan of course that you can argue that uh, they do not have a conscious or something but there are also people that believe they have and you are taking the plants life you are in an indirect manner taking some animals lives too so it's a bit tricky the question but uh, i think that the main point is in terms of diet the, for me the problem is not that we kill animals but the way that we treat them um to the to the end process that is killing them for, for us to hit and to survive but yeah in terms i guess that's it i guess that we, we have to start small and and really be aware of the things that surround us and think about our lives and try to do conscious decisions in a way that improve our own lives but also the lives of the ones that surround us um, and we can do that in a lot of different ways but we have to start small and we have to search uh, a lot and not just doing doing it because everyone is doing it because um, it's becoming like viral yeah i think that's my, my point here and I would like to um, add to this um, what you just mentioned, the conscious decisions that we make. I think the same goes for um, deciding to eat vegan or eat vegetarian is to think about the reason why you want to eat vegetarian or why you want to eat vegan. Because for us, for example, it's really to... Um, greenify the world basically but that means that let's say we are in a very small village somewhere in Bolivia where the main dish basically is chicken and we demand to eat vegan it's going to be more harmful for them to prepare a meal for us with all important ingredients that they do not have in stock at the moment than for us to decide to eat that chicken so Um, I think it's also very important for people to really question themselves what is my reason for making certain decisions 
and then use their conscious mind to um, evaluate basically every situation where you where you're in and ask yourself what's the most in our case green decisions that we can make for our planet at the moment I just had a, a kind of not necessarily technical question about sustainable tourism but I tend to be really um between pessimistic, not pessimistic, but careful when there is a, a new trend, because I always say that, of course, the initial person that usually launch, launch a green um, action is doing it for, for, for good. But I also see that many people see the economical opportunities and it may end up that actually it's, uh, I'm not talking about sustainable tourism necessarily, but you know, it can end up as a greenwashing that people use this image. And you both mentioned the term trends and also uh, motivation uh, to do sustainable tourism. But is there any like some kind of label that you know say that you know you cannot claim that um, anything is like sustainable tourism? Uh, because I I was uh, I was reading a blog and I realized that you know especially the millennials they don't want more and more don't want to be so called tourists. But they want to be called travelers, and uh, when I read what was the differences, it was basically connected to sustainable tourism. That you know, you don't go to fancy hotel, uh, you don't eat vegan because you like vegan, but you try to eat locals. But at the same time, it was, um, you know, for the way that it was, they wrote it, it was this idea about you know, so-called hipster or you know, new trend that people do it because it's cool, but they don't necessarily do it for the good reason and my question is like uh, yeah we we talk about sustainable tourism but either an official labor that can claim that this is sustainable tourism or or not like it that you avoid uh greenwashing that saying it's sustainable tourism but actually it's not uh either something like this that is uh like uh, i don't know a kind of uh you know, a global agreement about what uh, b business, if they can call it sustainable tourism or not, or right now it's still, you know, emerging. So basically anyone can call their, what they do sustainable tourism and there is no proper control to see if it's true or not. Yes, that's, that's correct. The um, label sustainability or having, for example, a sustainable business um, that's free to use. So in that sense, there is very much regulation or there's very little regulation uh, on to on the deciding uh, if a company is actually sustainable or not. Um, I believe that even if a company claims to have a sustainable mindset or to operate out of the sustainable reasons, but actually doesn't, I think it's up to the customer to, first of all, do their thorough research before, um, yeah, deciding to go on with the company, yes or no. And I think at the end of the day, if each company does pitch in, in some sort of way, whether they do it out of maybe not the truthful reasons, yes or no, I think every tiny bit helps. Um, so in that sense, yeah, as long as there's good being done, I think that's a good thing. Um, and then for us, I'm just quickly looking something up. Yeah, there's like one trademark that we 
in the future really would like to work towards and that's the B Corporation. And I think having that trademark or having that um, yeah, mark basically as a company, I think that really states a lot about the true sustainability mindset behind each business. Well, that's cool. So I guess it might help people in the future. Maybe the one a bit more uh, reluctant about sustainable tourism, it might help them to maybe choose uh, this type of traveling. Um, so actually now I, uh, I have a second question that is a bit more uh, like general, so free of answers. <laughs> uh, it's about like uh, actually more than sustainable tourism. I, I, I call it what is actually the smart tourism. So for example, uh, it's a question that is goes as a specialist for sustainable tourism, but also as a <laughs> lambda person that is... Um, how to get the most of uh, your uh, traveling experience and uh, also if you guys have some tips about you know what we can do when we are traveling um, in order to I, I, I don't know if I can say like create positive impact because there is still this issue with taking the plane but at least trying to you know minimize our negative impact either environmental or social do you have some either like tips or from your personal experience when you're traveling Or even like uh, if you believe that we, it's possible in a way to combine uh, tourism or traveling with a kind of activism. Even um, we explain activism in the uh, previous episode that you know everyone imagine activism as a big thing that you need to march in the street, but it can be just uh, changing something in your daily life. So yeah, uh, it's a kind of very big questions, but uh, I, I felt that it was maybe interesting to think about it after the. You know, global sustainable tourism trend. So um, I don't know if Carmen, you want to share your tips or experience, and maybe Andre can follow. And it gives me time also to think what I can answer. <laughs> yes, for sure. So um, I actually had a, a conversation with my uh, boyfriend right before this podcast. And we actually discussed this topic of um, travel and activism. And he basically pointed out, and I fully agree with him, is that the moment you leave your own country, your own surrounding, and you surround yourself with a totally new experience with wildlife, with nature, that's the moment the essence of sustainable travel kicks in. So in that sense, we fully encourage people to do go traveling because that opens up your eyes and it opens up your motivations to uh, want to protect that what you've seen basically and yeah if, if we go into tips um, what we always do is that we uh, pay for the emissions for our uh, flights for example so that doesn't mean that our plane Um, has less emission during the flight but it does mean that the amount that we paid extra is being used to for example plant new trees in a project that the airline company is partnered with so in that way we sort of instantly compensate for the emission of our flights uh, so in that way Yeah, I think there are many possibilities. Like there are also quick tips in the sense of like try to fly as directly as possible. Uh, and then all, obviously like let's say you're in Europe, why not take the train? Because it's super beautiful, it's super easy. Um, you get to see a lot of nature's uh, surroundings. Um, and it's obviously 
way less harmful for the environment. So there are a lot of tips out there, but um, yeah, I really wanted to point out these two for now. I, I really like the the point that that you you've mentioned, Carmen. Uh, the times that we have to get out of our comfort zones, uh, we can't stay in in our bo boxes. We have to get get out of the boxes. Uh, to really know and to really get aware of all that's going on on the world. And how do we do that? We have to travel, like you said, we have to get in touch with other type of populations, communities. We have to um, to get in touch with their knowledge, with ancient knowledge uh, sometimes, to increase our own and to be able to really know what's best for the world population. Because the truth is that we evolve by collaboration and not alone. And because of that, we have to be in touch with all the populations that we can in our lifetime, uh, develops and develops everyone. And I think that's one of the biggest um, things that we, we can do because I've been searching also, and I think th this is a point to mention, uh, that I'll talk that we are living in a developed countries and we, we have a lot more opportunities than the other people that live in undeveloped, in more poor countries uh, like um, Nepal, for example, or some South American ones, um, they show a more higher like rate of happiness than us in our own countries. How is that possible since we have a lot of more opportunities? We supposedly know a lot more. Uh, we have a lot more stuff and maybe that's one of the problems uh, what do you think carmen and elliot uh, about this how do you think is that possible for us to be less happier than undeveloped people for saying in my opinion i strongly believe in less is more that's that's the first thing um, and i feel in the developed countries there is a whole lot going on a lot of um, like inputs during the day, a lot of deadlines, a lot of appointments, a lot of um, expectations, um, stress. I think that's just a summary of what I think many people experience in the more developed countries. Um, and I think that the human human body, the human mind is still designed to only do as much on a day and only to decide um, a certain amount of things on a day and our lives nowadays are fully developed on decision making every single moment of the day and so in that sense I think that if you um, go from this developed country into a country like Nepal like you said or um, let's for example use Bolivia in this case and you surround yourself with people who just have one very clear focus of the day there's so much stress being lifted off of your shoulders that's almost not to compare with the lives that we have in the more developed countries where we might come from um, I can add, but I haven't had yet so much experience uh, regarding traveling outside Europe. So I think the sustainable tourism can be a good way for me to yeah, get even more outside my comfort zone. But my impression about like uh, traveling and especially outside Europe, um, and especially from a perspective that, for example, I am from France and I live in Norway, so why, you know, some wealthy country where we have this vision that 
you know, richness means that we know better and we are more advanced. Um, it's also this opportunity to actually yes, see things differently and also, um, you know, the fact that actually the richness of the country or like the GDP is not actually connected to the level of happiness. Um, in, in Western countries, the richness has been increasing and increasing while actually the level of happiness or um, well-being has more and less been stable. So it's mean that, you know, happiness and well-being is not connected with the vision that at least Western country has about richness. And I think, uh, as you both mentioned, uh, for me, tr sustainable traveling or traveling outside Europe or maybe in country that Western country would say as, as poor is maybe a good opportunity to actually yeah, learn what is happiness and um, actually who we really are because as uh, Carmen mentioned, deadline, like we are all uh, trapped in this very cubic uh, life that does not uh, allow us to actually learn or self-develop ourselves like who we are. And I guess maybe Corona was another, let's say, positive aspect that actually we were obliged to think about these kind of things. Um, but I, I just wanted also to mention, um, like, uh, the, the, my own experience about traveling, that I really like to travel because I like to get this opportunity to meet people from different cultures, uh, learning different aspects about anything. But also, for example, by being French and living in Norway, it's quite hard to, for example, uh, rely on train because, yeah, geographically we, it's complicated. And here we have a very strong culture about uh, what they call going to the south, which means basically you go anywhere outside uh, Scandinavia, mostly Spain, Portugal, southern France, and they call it the south. So they really see a difference between their daily life and the south that I, I'm, I don't really like because you basically don't really discover other cultures. And uh, so for, for me, even if I feel, I, I started feeling bad when I'm traveling because there is always these things about the CO2 emissions and also the fact that, you know, we are being privileged because we can allow ourselves to pay for planes and to pay hotel and things like this. It's also a way to actually, uh, you know, see that the world is not seen as, for example, the the country where we are or the rich society want us to sit. Um, so I, I really hope, and I, I mean, I don't hope, but I'm sure that sustainable tourism can help a lot of people to actually see the world in a better way and also, uh, yeah, doing the, a better choice, not only when they are traveling, but also when they are coming back, having this better global vision of the world that is, uh, you know, what I'm doing in my own country, how it can impact uh, positively the rest of the world. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense to me. And um, if we get back to the very first question, what is sustainable travel in the first place? Um, you don't travel sustainably by deciding not to travel at all out of guilt or whatever reason that might be um, if you travel sustainably you travel in a way that is like an ongoing cycle so if you take a plane for example you take a plane in a way that the emission is also being compensated 
or um, I don't know if you are if you arrive in a country you decide to uh, book a eco hotel for example in where they reuse water or they use the compost in any kind of way so there are so many different choices possible while traveling that make your travel sustainable so it's yeah I get that some people are thinking about some sort of shame or guilt when traveling but I think that if we all get stuck in this shame or in this guilt that would do the world harm as well because then a whole lot of countries a whole lot of places are thriving on tourism those are struggling right now really really bad and yeah the economical systems worldwide are also based up on tourism it's just that if we add the sustainable aspect into this matter that's where the fun part starts basically I just wanted to add I really like the actually the last comment because I'm I mean I I'm I think I'm in this category that feel bad about um, you know what I do related to ecological footprint so maybe sustainable tourism in just not only by the fact about what they do but also this educational aspect about um, you know understanding that you know traveling can have some positive impacts uh, it can, uh, I think it can help a lot of people to actually travel because we talk a lot about eco-anxiety. Um, eco people decide to really uh, stop doing a lot of things because they feel bad for the environment. So I really believe that, yes, sustainable tourism, just by the, the service that they can provide, it can also have a very strong educational role and maybe giving opening doors for a lot of people to see other aspect of the world and maybe also twisting this, you know, anxiety related with climate change to maybe creating some action, either directly in the country where they are traveling or maybe learning something from the, where they have been and bring it back to their own country. Yes, yeah, so in regards to what you just said, I instantly had to think back about this conversation that I had with my boyfriend right before this recording and that is that the world basically is there to travel, to see and to explore and that by doing so you will raise your awareness of the essence and of the importance of preserving and conserving the world that we have. So yeah, that is something that I would like to add to what you just said. Yeah, I, I really agree with you both. You know, I think that um, despite uh, sometimes we think that traveling is not too sustainable or that we can't be sustainable traveling. I guess we we can't um, skip traveling. I guess traveling is one of the biggest things in the world, one of the most important in order of all of that we, we have said here in this conversation in raising awareness, uh, growing our knowledge, getting in touch with uh, different types of perspectives on the world uh, to develop ourselves and that world where we live in in terms of everything, sustainability, communities, eco economy, everything really. So I think that's one of the biggest points that we can skip travel and it's one of the most important things that we can do. And if, if we are able to do it, I guess it's also one of the sometimes selfish things, not in a bad way, but in a good way, because it's it's really fulfillment to, to travel and to, to get in touch with, with other cultures and with different types of environments. 
and, and that's lead me to the to the final part of this conversation where I would to ask you really in a quick way uh, what are the, um, the main things that you take out of this conversation I, I can start uh, I think that in all that we have said it's important to mention that yes traveling is one of the most important things in the world less is more uh, as Carmen said uh, it's a minimal minimalistic thing I, I guess I have searched a bit too, uh, on that topic um, and yeah Uh, start, uh, starting small, it's the most important thing, I guess. We have to start uh, day by day, uh, changing our own habits and then grow uh, within us. And uh, what about you? What do, what do you think, Carmen? What is the main thing that you take out of this conversation? I think it's, um, for me, just a lot of fun to be able to discuss these topics with other people who are just as passionate about it as we are. Um, and I think that what I just really like about this is that by you guys doing this and hosting this, we are again able to reach more people. And yes, the things that we can do don't have to be big and major, but they can be small. And just like you said, um, the things that we do don't have to be big, but by you guys hosting this and sharing this, you create another wave of impact and that's the beauty it can be that simple with such a big result for me i already mentioned it before but it's really this idea to be able to reconcile uh, the ability to travel and to keep you know being amazed by how the world is diverse and amazing but also without feeling guilty or bad about you know being privileged or polluting and especially with the this label or like the opportunity to make sure that I'm really doing sustainable tourism and I'm yeah doing the right things. Oh, that, that's awesome, guys. Uh, I really agree with you. And I think that all the conversation people can take a lot out of it. Uh, but um, sadly, we are coming into to an end. We are running out of time. But I would like to, to thank you, Carmen. It was really good to have a conversation with you. I guess people can take a lot from what you said. I, I would really encourage people to look into your website, Greenstem, if you don't know how to start some uh, sustainable tourism, uh, where to go to. Uh, Greenstem can really give you some advice and explain you a lot of things. And also you can, I guess, reach out to Carmen uh, and their partner in terms of sustainable tourism and any doubts that you have. And as we like to say here, start small and share your values with your community. Inspired to be inspired. You have all the possibilities within you.